0: The Boys of Tech with Edwin Herman. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Edwin Herman and this is episode 376 of The Boys of Tech for Sunday the 24th of April 2016. First up in this episode, a sign language to speech translator. Now this is a really, really cool use of technology and, you know, over the years I've seen so many I don't know if "useless" is uh, too strong a term, but so many uses of technology that really, uh, really don't solve any problems. But this one here is a translator glove. It's basically a glove that you wear whilst signing sign language, and the computer reads the, uh, the the motions and the positions of the the hands and the fingers and turns that into speech. So it allows for example, a deaf person, to be able to sign to you and you can hear without even, you know, without having to understand sign language, you're able to hear via the uh, the computer's translation. Very, very cool. I'll post a video of that in the show notes. Now, also in the week just been, researchers think that they've come up with a new way to identify, uh, identify a user. So, you know, Username and passwords have been used for years and years. And more recently, we've been looking at things like fingerprints. Think of the Touch ID on your iPhone. Uh, facial recognition, eye, retina scanners, and so on. There's there's a lot of biometric stuff. Now, the latest in biometrics is research that suggests the sound of your skull, or perhaps more, more accurately, the vibrations that your skull makes as sound passes through. Through it, it's thought, or at least these researchers think that the that particular sound is unique. It's it's kind of like a fingerprint. So these scientists in Germany have come up with what is effectively a Google Glass add-on that, using that uh, that technique, currently identifies the person to an accuracy of 97%. So in other words, 97% of the time, it gets it right. So obviously, this is not secure enough at the moment. It, well, it's not, you know, tight enough at the moment, but I think over time. The the key thing here, really, is that this is a whole new area. You, you know, as I said before, the, the biometrics we've been using, you know, fingerprints, facial recognition, retina scanner, well, this is, those are all things that are... Uh, That are optical, really, in a way, aren't they? Whereas this here is completely different. It's a way of capturing the vibrations of your skull as sound passes through it. Very, very different. So I I thought that was worth a mention. The only thing, really, I guess, from a practical point of view is things like fingerprint scanners are very easy to use you just hold your finger over the touch ID button on your iPhone or similar device and your fingerprint is red. with this you kind of need a device that somehow you know at the moment it might be in the form of Google Glass but in the future it may be perhaps a little a little less restrictive but nevertheless you need you still need something that can measure the vibrations of your skull so from a practical point of view I'm not entirely sure how Widespread, you know, this could go if it was, uh, what's the word, uh, commercialized. But anyway, a really, really cool piece of research, I thought. Now, rumors are that Apple have been trialing some self driving vehicle technology. Now, this stems from sightings of a particular van. Now, we have seen these vans before, these uh, these Apple Maps vans that drive around very much like the Google Maps vehicles as well. But this one apparently seems a little different. An observer comments, there was a driver in the van who I saw hands on the wheel stare it out of a parking lot driveway. So there was someone controlling the car or at least at certain points during the trip. Once the car hit the road, I couldn't see the driver or whether he was in control of the vehicle. The van proceeded well under the speed limit down a small stretch of surface street before turning into another driveway. And other clues are that the black bump in the middle of the rig on the roof is larger than the white box on top of other Apple Maps vans. And there's a few other clues as well that that people have described. And the conclusion is, is that Perhaps this is self-driving technology being tested by Apple. Although, we shouldn't get too excited because for a while, Apple Maps minivans drove around with no markings at all, leading many people to speculate that back then, uh, Apple was experimenting in self-driving technology, when really, all it turned out was that it was the Apple Maps van. So, whether this is just Apple Map van version 2.0, or whether it's... Apple's self-driving technology being tested. Who knows? But I think we should watch the space because you know Apple have made it no secret that they are working in, you know, in the car or with with the car industry. Up until now that that was code for for CarPlay, but I but it may well be code for more. So yeah, time will tell. And last story, very very cool. I I still don't know whether this is true, and I've tried to do some research on this one. So look, we'll just assume it's true, but I thought I'd throw that disclaimer in there because it just doesn't sound right. A guy by the name of Andre Rudenko in the United States now has a castle that he printed. He 3D printed a concrete castle. And here's the the other bit that's really hard to believe. He designed the printer himself. There was no such product on the market that could, you know, print to the size and dimensions and specifications that he, you know, that he wanted for this castle. Now, granted, it's not a life-size castle, but it's big enough to, uh, you know, to sit in your backyard and it, it looks absolutely awesome. It is, you know, I, I look, I'll put a video on the show notes because you really really got to see this for yourself it's it's not something that uh, I can describe very easily on a on an audio podcast I'll put a video of it in the in the show notes but apparently the concrete was extruded in layers that were three centimeters wide and one centimeter thick and the printer is configurable so those dimensions can can be altered and the printer took I think eight hours to print uh, a height of 50 centimeters Wow, the whole thing took six months to finish. So, I mean, when you throw those facts in, well, perhaps it's it's real, uh, you know, but uh, I haven't managed to get hold of this guy to confirm it, but all the indications are that it's true. Wow. My daughters would love a 3D-printed concrete castle, so I'm not going to let them know about the story. <laughs> all right, anyway, that's it. Thank you for tuning in. That was episode 376. See you next time. Goodbye.